0: Welcome to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program, where our mission is to help develop more and better speakers. Whether you've been speaking for decades or just thinking about getting qualified, you will find valuable tips, lessons, and inspiration here. This is Sean Graver from the Tacoma Northwest Camp in Tacoma, Washington, and now, here is this week's episode. Our guest today has been a member of the Gideon since 2007. He currently serves as the Pacific Northwest State Gideon Card Christmas Card Program Specialist and is the Camp Secretary and Webmaster for the Pond Array Camp in Eastern Washington, as well as a church speaker. He's also served in nearly every leadership role at the camp level. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Steve Minick today. Hello, Steve. Hey, how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. And Steve, tell me, what motivated you to become a church ministry speaker? Oh, that's a
1: great question, Sean. You know, I think the primary reason was I recognized that the Gideons have such an efficient giving process where 100% of a church's gift goes towards the distribution of Bibles worldwide, and uh, that motivated me to be part of the process. It was uh, kind of a, a natural outgrowth of my own experience in being a uh, an MC and a singing entertainer with the military a band program having also had a background in teaching it was kind of natural to be up in front of an audience and to make them feel comfortable and to s- storytell and that's something that I very much enjoy doing and probably is the key to whatever success I've had as a uh, Gideon church a speaker is my love of telling stories.
0: Now, with the background like that, did you find that the transition to uh, the church ministry speaker role then was fairly easy?
1: Well, I would love to say it was, but it really took a lot of practice, even more than I thought uh, it would. I got a lot of help uh, from some Gideons who are also very, very good church speakers, and uh, when I went to my uh, speaker uh, orientation and uh, uh, certification, I was really kind of nervous. And it seems odd because I've done performances in front of live audiences of 60,000 and televised audiences of 2 million, and yet I was I was nervous. When you want to do the very best to be God's servant, the nervousness is okay. In uh, fact, I used to tell my uh, private voice students, that uh you're you're going to have butterflies you just teach them to fly in
0: formation well you know that's really interesting that with your experience and background that this was still a a stressful and and a bit of a you know, and kind of a nervous uh, uh you know uh, qualification process and I think that may help other people feel a little more normal about that because I think we have all felt that especially when we're being evaluated right we're not just there to speak and you know uh, and and be there and uh make a presentation we're there to make a presentation a qualification and then get a report card at the end and that is, that does add another element to it
1: yeah it does it really does but the the key to being a really good church speaker is being very natural being well prepared and simply sharing from the heart We have so many amazing stories uh, to share that uh, finding new stories is not difficult. And then sharing those with with passion and uh, caring and love, I think that's that's really what brings the success to our church ministry program.
0: Well, you mentioned the importance of being well-prepared. Can you share a little bit about what your preparation process looks like?
1: Nowadays, I just do a very brief outline. You know, what do I want to cover? I want to make sure that uh, these are the stories that I include. I actually have to prepare more if it's a five-minute presentation. If it's a 30-minute presentation, I can just about wing it now. But uh, I use a lot of teaching props, kind of harkening back to my background as a teacher. I use an easel and a, a storyboard, uh, which also helps me to, to share stories. And I'm starting to share a lot of my own stories. Having been a Gideon now for, uh, well, about 10 years, I have been uh, blessed to have been a part of some amazing stories, uh, especially sharing the um, the Gideon Bible cell phone app. That's been so fun. And uh, I have some really amazing and cool stories to share. When a Gideon speaker begins to share their own stories or even stories about members in your own camp. Uh, For instance, we have one of our camp members that goes to Mexico every year to build a house, and they uh, place uh, 300 to 400 scriptures uh, during the two weeks that they're on the Baja Peninsula. These kinds of stories resonate with people. They also want to know what's happening right here in our own community. And we've begun doing uh, distributions of scriptures in the uh, small private schools that we have in our area. It only made good sense that if it would have been our heart's desire to share Bibles in the public school system, and that opportunity is not as available to us as it once was maybe decades ago, wouldn't it make sense that we would want to um, to distribute Bibles at private schools? We can't assume that simply because it's a, a, a private Christian school that all the kids that are there are in fact Christians. That's probably... a a false assumption in a big way.
0: You mentioned about how the preparation for a short presentation takes longer, and it reminds me of the Mark Twain quote about, uh, I believe it was, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one instead.
1: That's very good. I've never heard that quote, but it really does make sense. I write uh, commercials for my uh, radio show, and I'm always taking oh, 15, 20 minutes to write a 30-second commercial. But if it's a one-minute commercial, I can pretty much get that done in about five minutes. I don't know why the extra time gives you the <laughs> the ability to uh, prepare uh, more quickly, but it, it really is the case. One of the other things I can share about uh, a successful uh, church presentation is that uh, you not only need to outline what you want to talk about, and of course that's all a part of the... Uh, The uh, approval process when you first become a a church speaker uh, is having a good outline, but don't short the stories. The stories are what motivate people. It's what uh, creates an emotional feeling reaction uh, in the church congregation. But you can shorten the stories. Keep the same number of stories, but you can shorten them up. For instance, I, I share the story that Dean Maternard that Dean Matern shared with us in the Tri Cities back in, I think it was 2014 or 2013. And you could spend five or 10 minutes talking about that one story. But you can also just say there's a story about Dean Matern. He was in the jail and he uh, used pages from a Gideon New Testament to roll cigarettes. And he smoked through Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And when he got to John, he began reading the Bible and God wonderfully saved him. That's a very short (laughs) abbreviation of a much longer story, but it makes people chuckle and it makes them think, you know, it's God's word that's saving people. Um, We're not doing the saving. We're simply placing scriptures in the pathways of life. These are not Gideon Bibles. These are Gideon-placed Bibles. Our job is to not only do personal witnessing, but also to simply get God's Word into the pathways of life where people are going to stumble over God's Word and see a life-changing result.
0: And Steve, you mentioned the Gideon Bible app recently. Is that something that you're able to incorporate into a church presentation?
1: I do. In fact, uh, every church presentation I now do includes the, uh, the Gideon Bible app. Uh, I'll even send the Gideon app to someone that has a smartphone right there. And, and during the presentation, it only takes seconds. And I tell stories about sharing the app to taxi drivers and others. It's, it's such an amazing opportunity with uh, 1,238 different languages uh, available to us now, the amazing opportunity that we have, it is literally, Sean, like a modern-day Pentecost. People are hearing God's Word in their own birth language. That's That's amazing. When you hear God's Word in your heart language, that's when it really, really
0: connects. I love the Bible app, and I've had several experiences like you described, and it is I, it is really fun just to wait and to watch the reaction and I have yet to have a negative reaction I've had a hundred percent positive and some people instantly recognized exactly what it was I would just maybe pull up Hebrews one and start playing it and and they would I'd say say do you know what that is oh yes that's the Bible uh, and this is maybe to someone who hasn't seen a, a church building in in 20 years and uh, or, or seen or heard the or, you know even seen or heard the word of god in that much time but they hear it and they instantly remember exactly what that is so it's a uh, yeah it's very powerful tool and it's and it frees anybody it's it's wonderful
1: i was uh, traveling across uh kansas and uh you can imagine all of this flat country but i had a good cell signal um my taxi driver had a bit of an accent and i said um, I'm, I'm gonna guess that maybe you grew up in a, in a different country. And uh, he said, yeah, Nigeria. And I said, uh, I know that Nigeria has lots of languages. He says, yeah, that's over 75 different languages in Nigeria. It's not a very big country to have 75 languages. Uh, I said, well, which one of those languages was your birth language? He said, Edo. By the way, that's spelled E-D-O. He said it was Edo. And uh, I found it by doing a search I could have found it by just searching on the language, but I searched on uh, Nigeria and then scrolled down and found Edo. And I had it queued up to First uh, John chapter 1, and I began playing it. And he got tears in his eyes. He said, I have not heard my birth language since my mom said goodbye to me 40 years ago. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. 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 You know, it, it, it touched his heart. And then I said, would you like a copy of God's word? where you can listen to it while you're driving. He said, absolutely. So I asked for his uh, uh, smartphone cell number, and I sent him the, the, the app. Well, the, the second half of that story is at the end of the day, I was traveling back across Kansas to the airport, and lo and behold, my driver was also from Nigeria. He told me his birth language, and I thought he said Edo, but he had a little bit stronger accent. Uh, So I started playing Edo, and he said, no, no, that's not it at all. I don't understand. I said, would you spell it? He said, uh, E-D-B-O. So it's E-G-B-O, Igbo, not Edo. And I talked with a uh, a Bible translator familiar with the uh, the African languages, and he said, oh, yeah, Edo and Igbo are completely different languages. They come from (laughs) totally different branches of, of root language. So I wouldn't have known that. And here these guys could have understood each other in English, but they wouldn't have been able to at, at all communicate with each other, even though both languages are from Nigeria. So I began playing. I found it quickly, played the Igbo language. Again, it went to First John chapter 1. And he said, that's the Bible, isn't it? I said, yes, that's God's word. And he said, well, you know, I'm Muslim. And I said, well, you're familiar with Father Abraham. Of course, he was as a Muslim. And I said, would you like to hear God's word, the God of Abraham? And he said, yeah, I I would. So I sent it to him, too. (laughs) You know, Sean, I will not know until we are in heaven what became of the sharing of those translations of the Bible. But I do know that God's word can change lives. And it's not our job to save people. It is our job to put God's word into the hands of others. It is our job to share the wondrous news that uh, God came to earth as a lowly baby and he grew up to be a man of God and he died for our sins. He died in our place to pay for the penalty of our sins. And this is one of the reasons why I love Being a member of the Gideons, uh, it's our opportunity to share God's Word in significant ways each and every day.
0: Absolutely. And Steve, so when you are at a church and you're getting ready to uh, go up to the podium, how do you start your presentation?
1: I always start it with uh, an attention-getter. Recently, uh, I have been saying, 37 Bibles. Would it be enough? Just 37 Bibles. And then I go into the story of two Gideons that uh, are in South America. They have the opportunity to distribute Bibles at a small Catholic school. It's at the end of a very busy day of distribution, and they don't have very many Bibles left. Uh, But they start, you know, taking the paper tape off the piles of five. There were seven piles of five plus two spare. And there was only 37 Bibles. They prayed that they would have a Bible for each and every child. And uh, one Gideon took a, a digital picture of the class and then later began counting the Bibles that had been distributed. And there were, there were 40, not 37. We can't expect God to do miracles, but he will do miracles because we are trusting him to, to use us to share the word. That's all we can do. All we can do is send the word that's what our churches do when they give a gift. They're partnering with us to send God's word. And that, that's the privilege that we have. We're simply the hands and feet and mouth. And uh, God is going to create miracles. And that's encouraging to us. It, it tells us that he truly cares that uh, this message is going to be an eternal message. And we can, we can know and go with power that God is going to go before us to change lives.
0: Well, Steve, you have an obviously uh, deep passion and and love for sharing uh, stories like this and sharing how God works through the Gideon's International Ministry. But in a practical sense, how do you use that to connect with your audience on a personal level? What does it sound like?
1: That's a great question, Sean. I think when you truly reach out to people in love, they, they can sense that. They, they know that that's what's happening. When you're not trying to bring attention to yourself, but you're you're genuine in desiring to uh, share with them the amazing things that God has done, and you're bringing him the glory for what has happened, the stories will touch people's hearts. It's not uncommon to have people begin to cry. I've seen it many, many, many times. In fact, when I'm looking for a a testimony story, if it makes me cry, then I know that it's going to touch other people's hearts. And you just share with meaning and passion, uh, knowing that God is going to move on people's hearts to be faithful givers and to partner with us. One of the things I share with my church speaking opportunities, Sean, I, I say, you know, Gideons are part-time missionaries, but we're self-supporting missionaries. Now, imagine if you had a missionary come to your church and they said, now I'm going to take care of all of my own travel, my food, my housing, uh, my retirement plan, my insurance, everything. I'm taking care of every single expense that any person would have. But I simply need your help to buy literature to distribute to people. Now, have you ever heard that kind of a missionary message? Never. And yet you're hearing it today. You're hearing it today because Gideons are part-time missionaries, but they're self-supporting. In fact, 100% of your gift today is going to go for the distribution of Bibles worldwide. We Gideons have uh, annual membership dues. That's what pays for our home office. And we have a worldwide missionary uh, home office that's run with just a couple of hundred people. It's amazing. It's so efficient. That's one of the reasons I love giving to the Gideons, is because the amount that I'm giving is going to the cause that uh, I'm passionate
0: about. Well, Steve, you're just about to have me re- pulling out my checkbook to write an extra check right now, so this is uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you're already giving me a pretty good picture of, of your call to action, but d- just to be clear, it. the as you're wrapping up your presentation at a church, how do you typically make that call to action?
1: More than anything else, we need your prayer support. If you'd like to be a part of our prayer team, please talk to me afterwards. I'll gather your name and and uh, telephone number and address. Uh, you may not be a uh, a perfect fit to be a Gideon member, but you can certainly be a friend of the Gideons, and I've got a brochure in the back that explains more about that. And we will be delighted to keep you informed as to the needs that the Gideons have. And if God leads you to also be, become a, a financial support member, then uh, you can certainly do that as well. A debit card or credit card can be given for a, uh, monthly uh, regular giving, uh, or you can simply give as God is leading you. That's typically the, the wrap up that I give. It's the call to action. I also want church members to know that this needs to be an over and above gift, and that they should uh, generously give to their own church on a regular basis, their tithes and offerings. But this gift is a special once-a-year gift to the Gideons. We, however, have churches that have now begun to, to partner with us, and they're giving on a monthly basis as a church. We have pastors that have become friends of the Gideons, and these pastors are giving $20, $30 $20, $30 per month or more. It is exciting to see God moving. And by the way, speaking of a call to action, I do the church relations. So I'm calling uh, pastors to schedule our presentations. I also do the uh, weekly prayer letter uh, that we use in our, our weekly prayer meeting. I call pastors and request that they give me specific prayer needs because we're praying for their church this week. And I thank them for their service in the community. And I remind them that we're gonna have a pastor's appreciation banquet uh, in April. And I don't just start right off with, hey, let's schedule our next Gideon report. No, it's all relationship-based. When you develop a true love for your pastors, and when you reach out to them as a friend, as a brother in Christ or sister in Christ, and you genuinely want to know how is God right now in your life? Is there something we can specifically pray for you in your church? And they, they, they can sense the genuineness of that because you've already prayed ahead of time that God would give you the words to speak to this pastor to encourage him or her. It's a privilege. It's absolutely a privilege we have. This is not a burden. this isn't work. This is God moving in, in God's people to get the job done. There are so many people in this world that have that have never heard the name of Christ, even as a swear word. they've never heard of Jesus. What a privilege we have to be pilgrims in a world where this is <laughs> this is a wide open opportunity for us so Be passionate. Make sure that you're prayed up. Have your partner, your prayer partner, pray for you during the presentation. And make sure that you just love on the people that you're talking to and share with conviction and energy and emotion and passion. All of that will happen with the sincerity that you have in the message that we have to share.
0: Well, Steve, that is great advice to other speakers. And that is a a theme that I I hear quite often resonating about the passion that we have to really put into our presentation. And I think a lot of times it's underestimated how much energy you really need to put in uh, when you're standing in front of a group in order for them to feel it. it. It sometimes feels a little awkward to maybe be overly enthusiastic, but that sometimes is what's needed to really relay that to the person that's hearing it. And it's infectious, and you can see it in their eyes and the reactions on their faces, just as you mentioned about being able to see people openly crying when they're hearing a story that's very moving, uh, where we see God move in an amazing way and, and really transform a life. But what do you think we can do better at a camp level to prepare our speakers before they either qualify or before they go out to a church for presentation?
1: Well, think about it, Sean, you know, the opportunity that we have to share stories at a church presentation, what a wonderful opportunity to also share those at our regular monthly camp meetings. So in our weekly newsletter, we always end uh, the newsletter uh, or as often as we can if there's room available on a one-page double-sided, but if there's extra room, we always put in uh, a testimony story and those can be shared with our with our church or with our Gideon members who are not yet church speakers if they sense the passion of these stories and they're moved by those stories it's a very simple thing to simply invite them you know you may have never thought of yourself as a church speaker but could you see yourself sharing stories just like this if these stories have moved you would they be stories that through you could move others? So we're desirous of having more church speakers, our church speakers in our very small camp uh, just do uh, an amazing, amazing uh, number of presentations. and we've also had church speakers from outside our camp step up and take presentations for us that we're able to do somewhere in the you know thirty 738 on up to 42, 45 presentations uh, in 12 months. And we have just four speakers. Uh, that's a lot of presentations for each speaker. However, God in his own timing will bring speakers and inspire them to to want to join us. And uh, when that happens, I'll be more than happy to share this a recording with them and hopefully they can capture this passion as well
0: well steve you've really shared a lot of insight and given some some great advice and and, uh, and shared a lot of wisdom uh, about your experience as a as a speaker as a public speaker a broadcaster and especially as a, a gideon church uh presentation or church ministry speaker uh thank you so much for taking time to uh to share this uh i, I think that it will be valuable for for everyone And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: I appreciate that, Sean. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to share. So God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program. We hope you found it informative and inspirational. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on an upcoming episode, send me an email at sean.graver at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N dot g-r-a-v-e-r at gmail.com or visit our website at www.tgispeaker.com and use the password tgi for access. Proverbs 9.9 says instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. See you next time.